You're listening to a podcast from Reality Honolulu. For more information or ways to get involved in the life of the church, visit realityhonolulu.com. Thanks for listening. Well, church, what I want to do just for a little bit here is I do want to get into the Word of God and remind us as a church family, like, who we're to be. And it won't be long-winded because we've got a bunch of kids and we just did that. But it's important before we get into the, you know, have fun outside. I want to be us to be reminded of who we're supposed to be as the church. And what I want to do is I actually want to read something not out of Philippians. If you've been with us every Sunday for the last like two or three months, we've been going through Paul's letter to this church in this town called Philippi. We've got this letter. It's called the letter to the Philippians. But today, I actually just want to read a section of scripture from another letter that Paul wrote to another church in another town, the letter to the church in Corinth. And Paul here in this letter, in these few verses that I'm going to read, he's reminding them of what the church is to be like, and he uses an analogy of the human body. And you may have heard this before, like you may, this is maybe something that you've, you've studied a lot, but maybe some of you have read this for the first time, but you could read this every single day because it's so potent and it's so applicable and it's so good. And so I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 12 through 27 to be reminded of who we are to be as the body of Christ. Paul says this. He says, The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up the whole body. So it is with the body of Christ, the church. Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some of us are slaves, some of us are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But Our bodies have many parts, and God has put us each part just as he wants it. How strange a body it would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. While the most honorable parts do not require this special care, so God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers... All the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. The reason why I read this today 
is to briefly encourage all of us in a few different ways. One is this. If you didn't get the analogy that Paul is trying to make with the human body, is that we, as the church body, that's why when we say the body of Christ, if you heard that terminology, it comes from 1 Corinthians 12. Because we are a body. We are all individual members of one entity, the body of Christ. The first thing is that we are all supposed to be one body in unity together. And there's two ways you can think of the body of Christ. One is the local expression, meaning like Reality Honolulu is one local expression of God's big C church. Every other church on island right now that's meeting, that's following the way of Jesus, is another local expression of God's church. But also, as we know, there are Christians and followers of Jesus worldwide that are a part of God's church. But what Paul is doing here is he's reminding us that he's speaking here to a local body, a local church body. Specifically to this one church in the city of Corinth. And he said, God is making you unified. You may be all different, but you're supposed to be unified with one spirit following one Lord. And so Paul here, he's encouraging unity in the church. That's why church is supposed to be such a different place. Because churches are actually supposed to be filled with people that are very different. Maybe different stances on things that look different, that have different political beliefs, or whatever it may be. We're supposed to be really different, actually, but because we follow the same Lord and we're part of the same body, we're actually supposed to be unified around the person of Jesus. Despite our differences, right? So Paul here is reminding believers that we're supposed to be unified and we're actually supposed to, like, work together. For one common goal, right? And then what she brings up a lot is that all of our differences are needed. Like we have unique value. And why, I, why this is really meaningful to me is because I've been a pastor for so long and I've been a part of like being on stage, quote unquote, up on stage, on stage, behind the pulpit, all of a sudden, what's happened over my experience is people value perhaps who's up here more than if you're not up here, which is so not right. So not even how it's supposed to be. Naturally, it happens. But Paul is trying to combat this in some ways. And he says, all of us, rightfully so, God gives us different gifts, different talents. God gives you unique personalities, unique whether you're extroverted or introverted or you have special skills or you feel like I don't have any skills, you actually are each uniquely made in the image of God, but your uniqueness is needed. A lot of times that not, it's, not, it's not talked about a lot because people like want to live into a certain view of something. And if I, if I live into that, then I might be more useful or more valuable in God's eyes. I don't know where we got that from, but that's just not the word of God. That's not the way of Jesus. What Paul is using the analogy, he says like, hey, every part of the human body is necessary for certain roles. But right, like we could be like, well, the eyes are more important than the foot. It's like, no, both are equally important, but for different tasks to complete your whole body for your complete existence, right? 
And I love what Paul does because it's very tangible that in the body of Christ, like in reality, Honolulu, there is not one single human in this room, baby to, to the, you know, uh, our kapuna, that are not needed. You're absolutely uniquely made and you're needed. And the reason why you're here is that God's placed you here for such a time as this to complete the body unit, so to speak. That's why, like, for me, when I, like, encourage, or I'm like, come to church, come to church, come to church. I don't just do it in, like, for religious reasons. Like, if you don't come to church every Sunday, then something's going to happen to you. No, nothing will happen. I mean, you should come often because it's good for you. But the reason why is I know that everyone here is needed. So, like, like, you, like whoever you said hi to today, that was needed like, if you hug someone or encourage them or you pray for someone today or, like, you sit next to someone and you talk story at lunch, like, that was needed. You're valuable. Your life is valuable. Your personality is valuable. These friendships, this community, like, you're all needed and you're all valuable. And that's why, like, even looking into this next year, I won't get into it too much, but even for, like, in January, we do a Vision Sunday. And... I really sense that God wants to like use all of our giftings and place each of us in maybe different areas of service or more areas that are suited to giftings. Like I would just love if we would live into this, this vision that Paul has and the word of God has even more. Because again, it isn't supposed to just be a couple people that are supposed to, you know, be a part of the body. It's actually like every member has its role. And I love how Paul puts it because he says... You know, like when members are suffering, like we all suffer. Or when we're rejoicing, we all rejoice. And again, that's another reason why we would do the baby dedication. It's like, oh, we, we want to rejoice with what God is doing. Or there might be times where we bring like prayer requests before the church where some, you know, somebody's going through it or whatever it is. Like, well, yeah, we want to suffer and we want to come alongside our family. And so if one member suffers, we all suffer. Like we're in it with you. What Paul's doing is he's, he's calling, um, and, and lastly, I'll end it here, he's, he's, he's calling us to action. Right, in this, in this section that Paul's writing, in this letter that he's writing to this church in Corinth, he's calling them to operate well. And what I mean by that is he, he, he's calling them to, to know themselves, like to know how God's made you and know your strengths and know your talents. And, and then he says, be intentional to use them to bless others. Or be, he's even, he's even um, encouraging them to be intentional to get to know other people and to know other people's giftings so we can work together in harmony. That's why, like, at least for us at Reality Honolulu, we try to, like, really try to um, give opportunity to foster community, um, whether that's through Ohana groups midweek or Sundays like this or like really long meet and greets. If you're new, you're like, why is the meet and greet like four minutes long? Why do we start church late? Like all this times. But just gives you opportunity to talk and to get to know each other. Because again, Sunday mornings in church is supposed to be more than a sermon, more than worship. It's supposed to be the body of Christ ministering to each other the way that Paul is describing it. Praying for one another, encouraging one another, being there for one another, praying for one another, and the list goes on. You get what I mean? 
But the reason why I wanted to read this verse today and be reminded is because it's a family Sunday. We're all together. And today is a perfect opportunity to go out of your way to meet more of your body. If that, so to speak. Right? To, to get to know more. And don't get me wrong. I fall into this trap too where it's like I can like easily go like on a Sunday morning, whoever I'm comfortable with, I just go say hi. But I want to challenge us to live into a greater vision of what Paul is saying today. So I don't want to like give you homework or whatever, but it's like, hey, when we're eating lunch, like go say hi to someone you don't know at all. That's also purpose for name tags. Help us get to know each other a bit more. Sharon said, put me P. Riz, Pastor Riz. But, but again, Think about this. Think about going forward. Again, I'm going to say this more in January, but even today, the more we get to know each other, the more we care about each other, the more we reach out to each other, the more we pray for each other, like dramatic change will happen because we all will feel loved and cared for and known and supported. Whatever life brings us, we know we have a church family that will be there for us. Like this is so crucial. And so church... Um, I'm going to make it short because we got all kinds of stuff going on and kiddos and whatnot. We're going to enter into a time of musical worship once again to end our time. But I want to challenge us to, um, to just press in right now, reflect upon this, to pray into this, and um, to be challenged today to, to step out and to get to know our church family more so that we can operate more like the picture we see in this letter to the uh, church in Corinth. Amen? Let me pray. <clears throat> God, we thank you that you are a God that truly is a good father that cares for each of us. And each of us you've uniquely made. That there's not one of us that is like less valuable in, our, in your sight, but all of us have tremendous value and necessity that we're all individually made, but we're all supposed to live in community together for your glory. And God, as we enter into a few more songs of worship, before we go out and, you know, break bread and fellowship and hang out together. I pray, Jesus, that as we worship and take communion and reflect upon your word, that you would fill this place with your presence, that you would get glory, and that we would even start to look at our church differently. That you would stretch us to go out of our way to to really get to know more people so that we can live into this greater view of what you've designed us for. God, we love you for this. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, as